Hi, it's Stephen DiPietro from the Stoic Leadership Podcast, coming to you from my car today. So um, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 social meltdown at the moment, and I've been away from the airways, let's say, for a few days because I've been shuttering my office. It's been, been 10, 15 years since I started my business, and I'm moving to a work from home mode model and I've just emptied the office after so many years, sent people home and hoping that I can keep them employed for as long as possible. But it doesn't look great because my my everyday business is a um, mystery shopping business. So we do customer service audits all over the country and the world for retailers, but they're, they're at the moment in a place where they can't either aren't interested in what we're doing or our people can't go out in the field. So pretty drastic like a lot of other businesses. I'm not crying over spilt milk. I'm looking at this as somewhat of an opportunity in that I've done my preparation back in January. It's now, as I say this, it's about March 2021. Um, I had the situation where my China office went into this situation earlier than most. Please excuse the background car noise, but I am moving and I just wanted to get something out. Um, so the China office went went into this quicker than most, and I saw dystopia appear in a matter of, I think it was like 48 hours, and it's pretty much exactly what played out then in Italy and in the rest of the world, followed by Australia where I live. And um, so our situation has become one of people panicking, panic buying, panicking on everything. March 23rd it is today. It doesn't get us anywhere, this panic, but... Unfortunately, with not having the preparation done, it means that you will panic. I have had the luxury of being through that situation and thinking through this, doing the negative visual, visualization which Stoicism teaches you. So I've been sitting there thinking, well, okay, what if this comes to Australia? What if this happens as quickly and as dramatically as it did in China? And what if by then the rest of the world is in the same boat? So that was my negative visualization, which has come true. I actually couldn't negatively visualize anything more negative than that. And that's actually what's happened. So that's a bit of a shame. Um, But I've also tried to visualize, well, what does it feel like? This is the important one. What would it feel like if I were A, worried about my loved ones, B, worried about other people in the community putting my loved ones at risk, which I saw happening in China as well, and C, financial consequences. How would it feel if I had to fire a bunch of people or if I didn't get paid by a bunch of suppliers? So I was sitting in those emotions and those emotions were horrible. But now that reality has struck and I'm a little more attuned to it. Now, if you haven't done this yet, don't be alarmed because there's still some stuff you can do. So I'll get to that in a minute. Because of all of that, I'm now, I'm very calm. I'm going, well, okay, this is what it's like. It hasn't been as bad as I had imagined it. And I'd imagined a pretty horrible situation. So from that perspective, I'm thinking, well, okay, this is a positive. That's a positive, And the other is a positive. Like, for example, just a little blessing. On, on the Sunday afternoon, I had my three kids and their partners all come to my office and help me move stuff. And we put it all out off the stuff into storage. I had, there were eight of us moving around like soldier ants. And it was just, it was actually just a beautiful, 
beautiful day we spent together. Um, we didn't argue. There was a common thread. There was a common purpose. And it was, it was lovely. It was beautiful. The other things that haven't happened as bad as I thought, I've got a little bit more cash stored away than I expected to have. So that's a good thing. It gives me some comfort. And the government seemed to be doing a few things that might help small businesses, things that I hadn't predicted in my negative visualization, which also puts me a step further away from those catastrophizing thoughts that I had. So I've got a lot, A, to be thankful for, and B, looking at it rationally, I'm thinking, well, this is okay, and I can deal with it. The other thing that's happened, which I didn't visualize, was this whole feeling of cleansing. I've, I've been able to exercise all my exorcise, all my old mistakes, I've cleaned the office. The stuff that gives me memories of things are gone. All the old is out. And I was hanging on to stuff for no reason. Now, this is a stoic teaching. Let go of the things that you own, that you think you own, because you don't really own them. They're all transitory. I was holding on to bank files even from 2010. Like, what the hell? What is all that about? Ridiculous. So it's all just been thrown out as a way of just unleashing. It's it's. It's as Seneca, Seneca used to do. He's a really rich guy, and I'm nowhere near rich, but he would go without clothes for a couple of days in terms of fancy clothes. He'd, he'd go hungry just to remind himself what it was like and that everything that he owns is temporary. Even our life is temporary. Our kids, our love, everything is temporary. So why was I holding on to all of these material things? Like, as ridiculous as it sounds, material things like a an old tax return, for goodness sake. So the lesson there for me is there is so much more to learn. There are so many blind spots I've got in my life. It's, it's, not, it's, it's hysterical. Now, I'll come back in a second as to what you can do now if you've missed the, you think you've missed the opportunity. Um, the, the other thing it's doing is it's forcing society to reassess on this material stuff. It's forcing society to think about what it means to own something. And what's important? Is it really that important for me to get my nails done by a beautician? Is it really that important for me to go on a skiing holiday every year in Vail, Colorado? Is it really important to me to do all of these things? And and we're very quickly finding out that that stuff doesn't matter. All people want now is toilet paper and, yeah, pretty much toilet paper, which you wouldn't think. The other thing is that people are appreciating people, other people who are doing small jobs that didn't seem to matter much. My daughter's a nurse and she's in high demand and they're always well respected. But I've got a son who's just finishing university and he's doing Domino's pizzas deliveries. And now all of a sudden it's an essential service. Another son, he works full time, but he's held on to his supermarket stacking job, just part time on the side. And he's now being called in there a lot to, to work. And all of a sudden his work is an essential service. So two jobs, if you were to said, ask me, six months ago, or ask anyone, what are two jobs that are really at the bottom of the ladder? You would say food delivery and stacking supermarket shelves. Now, all of a sudden, my life of flying around the world, speaking at conferences and um, all this self-important stuff of being the CEO of a company and all these boardroom meetings and all that dribble is just, it's officially classed as non-essential. So I am an infinite number of steps lower down the rung than a supermarket store shelf stacker. That's amazing. It's hysterically funny in my mind. It's like, again, where was the blind spot? How stupid was I? How stupid were we all? So what can you do if you 
have missed out on that opportunity to self to negatively visualize your situation. You can do it now. So if you haven't lost your job, what if I lose my job? If you haven't fallen ill, what will you do if you fall ill? How will it feel? What if your your elderly relative falls ill and they're on a ventilator? How is that going to feel? Emotionally sit in the space. You might think, well, that's dark and horrible and I don't want to do it. Do it now because it's actually not reality. It's you can force yourself to have the dream. You can you can snap yourself out of it if it gets too tragic. And it will not, it will not depress you. Because as soon as you stop those thoughts, you look up and you say, shit, I'm not there yet. So things are still better than that. And that gives you pause for A, gratitude and B, some optimism. So get into that situation now if you haven't been sick. Get into what happens if you can't work for six months? What happens if neither you or your partner can work? What happens if you can't pay the rent or your mortgage or the whatever? Think of those things and you'll feel so much better for it. I think this is a whole lesson in self negative self-actualization and also in understanding what you can control and what you can't control. Save your emotional energy for what you can control. I hope my diary for today is helpful. I'm sorry it's in the car and I don't know if there was too much background noise.